Welcome to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive with Dr. Rebecca Risk. Do you ever feel that even though nothing seems seriously wrong and you pass all the medical tests, that you still feel that your health, pain, and fatigue are completely out of control? It doesn't have to be that way. Listen to the tips and suggestions given on our program today and take back control of your health. Now, here is Dr. Rebecca Risk. Today we're talking with Chris Wark. He was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer in 2003 at the age of 26. After surgery, he opted out of chemotherapy and used natural therapies to heal. He began sharing his story in 2010, and today we're discussing his book, Chris Beat Cancer, A Comprehensive Plan for Healing Naturally. Chris, welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Rebecca. Great to be with you. Um, So I just want to know a little bit about your your journey um uh, you know what what actually happened um you know in 2003 can you just tell us yeah absolutely so <clears throat> in 2003 i was 26 years old and i was having abdominal pain and i thought i had an ulcer but after going to several doctors appointments and and basically them not finding anything i was referred to a gastroenterologist who uh, ordered a colonoscopy. And when they did this colonoscopy, they found a golf ball sized tumor in my large intestine. They took a biopsy, sent it to the lab. And within a day or so called me, I believe it was just the next morning. Actually, they called me and said, you have colon cancer. So, I, I mean, cancer, I think is one of the things people fear the most because it's so unpredictable and it can be so fast. So what was going through your head when you were told that? I, I mean, I really couldn't believe it. You know, <laughs> it was at 26 years old. I mean, that's the last thing you would ever think a doctor would tell you. You know, it's mm-hmm. a little bit more likely if you're in your 60s or 70s to hear that kind of a diagnosis. So, yeah, I mean, I was in total shock, total shock. And, um, you know, when you get a diagnosis like that, it pretty much is such a, a critical dividing point in your life. And a lot of us kind of refer to it as, you know, BC and AD. BC is your life before cancer and AD is your life after the diagnosis. And so, yeah, my life changed really completely uh, overnight. And so, but the first thing that happened was they said, look, we've got to get you into surgery. We've got to get this thing out of you before it spreads and kills you. And I was a very typical cancer patient in the sense that I really had no idea what caused my cancer. I had no idea what the treatments were like. I'd never even seen anybody go through treatment, you know, that was close to me. So I just assumed that the treatment that they were offering and the solutions they were offering were the best available. So, you know, they said, we got to have surgery right away. So I said, okay, you know, like, I I don't want to die. So whatever you say, doc. So, um, this was two days before Christmas, which was really, you know, depressing. And <laughs> yeah. so I asked, yeah, I asked, can we just delay the surgery until after Christmas? And this, this is the crazy thing. I mean, most patients are rushed into treatment so fast. I mean, literally within a day or two, they're starting chemo or radiation or they're scheduled for surgery. I mean, it's just crazy how fast the system moves. And you know, it's, it's not unlike, you know, jumping on a speeding train, right? Because uh, when, once you're mm-hmm. on it, it's pretty hard to get off. So I uh, was able to, you know, convince them to delay it uh, until December 30th. And then I went in and had the surgery. And they took out a third of my large intestine. They took out this tumor uh, and surrounding lymph nodes to try to get clear margins. And when I woke up, they said, well, it's worse than we thought. We, we were thinking, hoping you were stage two, but you're stage 3C, uh, which is basically just one click away from stage four. The cancer had spread to lymph nodes. It was on its way to my liver. And at that point, you know, if it's in your lymph nodes, they know it's already circulating throughout your whole body. And recent research has demonstrated, uh, really kind of has turned the whole um, view of cancer upside down in some sense that uh, they used to think, well, if it hasn't spread, then 
you know, if we can't see it, then it hasn't spread. But now there's conclusive evidence that circulating tumor cells and circulating cancer stem cells leave the primary tumor site before it's even big enough to detect. Hmm. So by the time they find, and this is kind of crazy too, by the by the time a tumor is big enough for them to find on a scan, let's say, uh, you know, it's, it's already got a billion cancer cells in it. <laughs> and that's a tiny, tiny little spot on a scan. That's like a centimeter. So anyway, so you already have cancer cells in, in, circulating in other parts of your body and that your immune system is trying to identify and eliminate, right? But, um, that's a tangent, but I'm, I'm making a bigger point, which I'll get to in a minute. So I had the surgery again. They said, well, your next step is, got, is going to be chemotherapy. You need nine to 12 months of chemotherapy because it's, you know, obviously the cancer spread. We, we need to try to kill the cancer cells that are already, you know, in other parts of your body. And this is what you got to do if you want to live. So I was in the hospital on some heavy pain medication. You know, I couldn't walk at that point because they had cut through my abdominal muscles. So I was, you know, trying to heal up from that. Um, and I just accepted, okay, well, I guess this is my life. You know, I guess I'm just, I'm a young adult cancer patient and I guess I'm going to become a chemo patient very soon. And, it was just really kind of crazy to think about like what the future had in store for me. And it was pretty scary. Um, well, you know what? And- I think a cancer, a cancer diagnosis is scary for, for most people. I think even the thought of cancer, um, you know, uh, it, 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 the C word, you know, there's so much fear and unknown based around that. And even if you're given a good prognosis, it doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going to happen. That's what people see. Right. So um, I, I think most people can even just a little bit understand what you're going through, especially at age 26, when you should have, you know, 20 more years of being healthy, typically. Um, that's a, a pretty major thing to go through at such a young age. It was, yeah, it was major. And, and the thing about cancer that's, you know, the thing about cancer and fear is most of the fear surrounding cancer comes from the cancer industry not from the disease itself. It's from the brutality of so many treatments that uh, cause irreparable harm to the body. And so that a lot of the pain and suffering associated with cancer actually comes from the treatments, not necessarily from the disease. And so, um, and the, and the cancer industry uses fear, uh, to motivate patients to say yes to treatments that they don't understand. I'll talk about that in a minute. So, I um, so I <laughs> I'm in the hospital. I'm thinking about my life, and two two funny things happened in the hospital that got me thinking a little bit differently. And I, I sort of began to to question. I started. I guess I could say I started to see some cracks in the foundation of conventional cancer treatment. And one of them was the very first meal that they served me after removing a third of my large intestine was a shock. You want to guess what the meal was? What was it? It was a sloppy joe. Oh, my goodness. Sloppy joe, ground up mystery meat in, like, tomato sauce, like, you know, scoop it out of a giant vat, you know, onto a burger bun. And like, here you go. Here's your first meal with, you know, a third of your colon missing. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I mean, Sloppy Joe is the worst example of cafeteria food, right? It's kind of the best worst example of cafeteria food. You can't even get Sloppy Joes in restaurants because nobody likes them. No one orders Sloppy Joes. Nobody asks, hey, I didn't see it on the menu, but is there any way I could get a Sloppy Joe? Uh, the only place you can get a sloppy Joe, it, as far as I knew, was like maybe summer camp, school cafeterias in some places, uh, the military, or prison. So it was definitely a surprise to see sloppy Joe 
being served to a cancer patient in the hospital. Not to mention, yeah, and the, the really the just unbelievable irony of this situation is uh, that red meat is a known cause of colon cancer. It's a group two carcinogen. And here they are serving me red meat after having colon cancer surgery. So anyway, so that happened. Thought that was a little strange. And again, I didn't know any of these things. I was just staring at this thing going, ugh, like I can't believe they're serving this in the hospital. Like what is wrong with, with healthcare? Like that they can't even mm-hmm. provide some kind of healthy-ish food. I was not a healthy guy leading up to cancer. I ate junk food, fast food, processed food, whatever. Like I would have much, I've been, I would have been much happier with like a Wendy's cheeseburger okay, (laughs) than a sloppy Joe. So it wasn't like I was wanting to eat healthy, but this was like way worse than than Mm -hmm. the junk food that I accustomed to eating. (laughs) So anyway, uh, that got the wheels turning a little bit. And then a couple days later, my surgeon comes in. And it's, it's my last day in the hospital. They told me I could go home. We we're, you know, getting ready to, to go home. And he comes in to check on me one more time. And we were having a conversation about what, what you know, what was next. And I said, uh, are there any foods that I should um, avoid? And, again, instinctively, I just wanted to help myself, right? I wanted to help my body heal in whatever way I could. Like, eat, you know, are there certain foods that can help? heal the gut or are there certain foods that are like really bad after you have abdominal surgery, intestinal surgery that you don't want to eat. Right. And that's just kind of the way I'm thinking about it. And so I said, yeah, is there, are there any foods I need to, to eat or avoid? And he said, no, no, just don't lift anything heavier than a beer. Yeah. So you and I know, of course, the irony of that, that kind of advice. And, um, and you know, I, I agree with you. I think that it just isn't a gap in the, the cancer industry, but also in all of health industries where, you know, we're, we're not taught about prevention. We're not taught about what we put in our body is important. Actually, a lot of doctors think it doesn't matter what, what you eat. Um, and, you know, you and I know, um, especially after reading your book, and that that's not that's not true at all. It's actually really important what we expose ourselves to. Yeah. Your body is made out of what you ate. (laughs) You know, it's literally that you are what you ate. And so, uh, nutrition is the foundation of health and healing and disease, right? Lack of nutrition is a precursor and direct cause of disease. So, Again, uh, here I am in the hospital and realizing, okay, healthy living, nutrition, uh, these are not part of medical vocabulary, apparently, or advice. So I go home and I'm uh, recovering from surgery and trying to figure out what to do. And I, I was thinking about chemotherapy a lot and what it would be like and and I just developed this increasing resistance to it. I didn't read any books about it. I didn't, have, no one told me anything. I just was thinking about, you know, this idea of poisoning my way back to health. And it didn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense to me to put something into my body that would cause more harm when I knew I was already sick and vulnerable. And so, um, again, not to say that no one should do chemotherapy. I don't tell people not to do chemotherapy. Uh, it really depends on the cancer type. Um, and stage and drug and all that. There's a lot of factors involved on whether or not a patient would decide to do chemotherapy. But for me, I was just running on instinct and intuition. And my instincts and intuition were just saying, this, this is not going to be good. Like, you know, don't do it. I don't need to do this. And I didn't have a good reason why, again. And so, but except for that rationale, you know, that just sort of basic logic that I'm sick I want to do everything I can do to promote health and healing in my body. Like, I don't want to do anything to hurt myself worse. Right. And so, but I didn't have any ideas beyond that. <laughs> I didn't have any options or solutions I could think of. And uh, I didn't know of any. 
Uh, and so I, I just prayed about it. My wife and I prayed, and, and we're Christians, and I just said, God, you know, if there's another way besides chemotherapy, please show me, because I don't know what to do, and I'm scared, and I'm, you know, confused, and I don't have a peace about this. And so two days later, I got a book, and this book shows up, and it was sent to me by a man in Alaska who knew my dad. And this guy, I'm in Tennessee, so this guy sends me a book. I, I start reading it, and the name of the book's not important because it's not one that I actually recommend people read now. But um, I start reading this book, and it was written by a guy who had healed his own colon cancer with nutrition, and it really kind of blew me away. As I was reading his story, and he had had colon cancer just like me, but he didn't have surgery. He radically changed his diet and his lifestyle, and his body healed. And I, I was just like I, blown away. I couldn't believe that this showed up. I prayed. I asked for something. This book showed up, and it was just clear. Like, this was the answer to my prayer. And so I immediately decided, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do what this guy did. You know, if it works for him, maybe it can work for me. And it really connected a lot of dots for me um, in the sense that uh, I started to realize, okay, wait a second, cancer. I learned several things. I've learned so much more in 15 years, but um, it got me thinking about cancer in a different way. And it got me thinking about cancer as a, as a chronic disease, right? Cancer is not bad luck, right? Only 5% mm-hmm. of cancers are genetic. That means 95% of cancers are caused by our diet, lifestyle, and environmental factors. So most cancers are caused by the way we're living, which is in in an unhealthy way. Most of us don't know any better. But they're caused by the food we're eating, by our lifestyle practices like drinking, smoking, drugs, uh, and prescription and illegal drugs and uh, environmental pollution. So <clears throat> I had this, uh, this epiphany, and I realized, wait a minute, the way I'm living is killing me. The way I'm living is killing me. And so, so Chris, if I'm, that's the case... I'm, I'm going I'm to cut you off because we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk more about your decision um, not to use chemo. Um, so today we're talking with Chris Work, and we're discussing his book, Chris Beat Cancer. And we'll be back shortly. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The largest syndicated alternative health talk program has come to the Voice America Network. The Dr. Bob Martin Show is the program that will answer your health questions and help you to heal your own body of many different ailments. Each week, you'll hear the answers that Dr. Bob gives to his callers that help them to be their own doctor most of the time. We'll also discuss developments on the health care front and what you need to do to keep your body in top form. The Dr. Bob Martin Show airs Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You 
are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're talking with Chris Wark, and we're discussing his book, Chris Beat Cancer. So, Chris, we talked before the break about your decision, uh, you know, how you got to the decision not to use chemotherapy. And you actually have some really good information in your book. So, I'm hoping that you can share some of that with us. What's wrong with, um, you know, the cancer industry and our, our treatment of cancer? Yeah, absolutely. So before the break, I was kind of telling my story and talking about the fact that I had this epiphany that the way I was living was killing me and that that was actually good news. I didn't feel sorry for myself. It actually got me excited because I realized, wait a second, wait a second. If cancer, most cancers are caused by diet and lifestyle and environmental factors, then I can change my diet. I can change my lifestyle. I can improve my environment you know, detoxify my home, for example. And maybe if I do those things, I can empower my body to heal. If cancer was my fault, then maybe I can turn it around, right? If I caused it, maybe I can cure it. And so I got really excited about just embarking on this radical uh, journey of life change and healing. So I converted to a raw food diet overnight. I went and bought a juicer, I went to a Whole Foods, loaded up on fruits and vegetables, and just started, I decided I'm going to overdose on nutrition. And, and the early information that I came across in this process written by other survivors who had healed naturally and other doctors of natural medicine and healers and integrative doctors were all saying the same thing. They were saying raw foods, tons of fruits and vegetables, um, juicing, detoxification, like these are the, the things that you've got to do if you want to heal cancer, if you want to overcome this disease. And so uh, it, I went from becoming a victim of cancer, right, a powerless victim, to a, a person who had taken control of the situation and was taking massive action to help myself heal. And something I want to talk about, too, is that one of the big problems with the cancer industry is that they they do turn patients into victims because, you know, when a patient goes in to see a doctor, they're given a cancer diagnosis, they typically ask a, a few questions like, you know, why did I get cancer and what caused this? And, and they're almost always told, oh, it's, you know, it's probably just bad luck or genetics. And there's nothing you did. So, you know, it's not your fault. And, you know, they get a little pat on the back or a little hug. We're so sorry you had this diagnosis. We know how hard it is, and we know you're, you're scared. But um, the only thing you can do is just make sure you show up for treatment. Don't get on the Internet. And, no, it's not, it wasn't your diet. No, it's none of that. It's just bad luck. And what that does is that turns a patient into a victim makes them a powerless victim because if nothing you did contributed to your situation, then guess what? There's nothing you can do to help yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So, so this is a really, you know, just a tragic, tragic um, thing that's happening in every oncologist's office every day. There, and so, uh, and I was one of those people as well, but I realized that cancer uh, is not bad luck. And that cancer can be healed. The body created it and the body can heal it if given the proper nutrients and care. So it's not about like, oh, there's a miracle cure the government doesn't want you to know about. <laughs> like, it's not about mm-hmm. that, right? Uh, it's about radical life change, like overdosing on nutrition, giving your body everything that it needs to thrive and letting it heal, right? Promoting health and healing in every way possible in your life. And that requires that you take a step back from your life and survey the situation, right? Kind of look at your life and go, okay, wait a second. What is going on in my life that could be making me sick, right? And every cancer patient I've talked to, when I ask them, why do you think you have cancer? 
they always tell me two things. They say, one, um, I've had a lot of stress in my life. So they know stress is a factor. And two, they say, and I haven't been taking care of myself. So almost every patient instinctively knows that stress is a factor in their life and they aren't taking care of themselves. And then the doctor says, no, no, it's, not, it's none of those things. Just bad luck. Okay, so <clears throat> I want to talk about specifically what I did <clears throat> and why. And this is detailed in my book, Chris Beat Cancer. But <clears throat> so the first thing that's so important to understand is that <clears throat> fruits and vegetables contain thousands of anti-cancer compounds, molecules that stop cancer from spreading, that cause cancer cells to commit suicide, that block the ability of a tumor to form new blood vessels so it can grow, <clears throat> and, and that strengthen and em empower your immune system to work better, to be able to better identify cancerous cells and eliminate them. They also contain compounds that improve your um, uh, detoxification pathways in your body so that toxic waste doesn't accumulate in tissues, which causes irritation, inflammation, and a, an environment where cancer can grow. So fruits and vegetables are amazing. They have just so many thousands, like I said, thousands of anti-cancer compounds and health-promoting compounds. And the problem in our country right now, and in most industrialized nations, is we just aren't eating fruits and vegetables. <laughs> We're eating one to two servings per day. And the optimal dose of fruits and vegetables for cancer healing and prevention is, uh, it used to be thought that uh, science, the, the sort of consensus in the nutritional health scientific community was that you needed five servings per day of fruits and vegetables. But now they've just raised the standard to 10 servings per day, 10 servings per day, fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, legumes, beans, and whole grains. So food from the earth. Now, 10 servings a day sounds like a lot, like 10 servings, but a serving is actually for most, uh, you know, berries or any type of fruits and vegetables. A serving is, is, is typically like half a cup. So any meal, if you have a plate full of food, you're going to have three or four servings right there. A plate full of veggies, you got three or four servings. So it's easy to eat 10 servings of fruits and vegetables a day if you eat three meals a day and you're focused on eating fruits and vegetables and you eliminate the foods that are causing so much disease. Foods that are causing disease are processed food, junk food, and fast food uh, and animal products meat and dairy products. Now, animal protein and dairy uh, in and of themselves are not harmful foods, right? They're not toxic. They're not poisonous to the human body. However, at the large doses that we consume them, they are. So there's an, there's a, you know, old expression, the dose determines the poison. And that's uh, indicative of herbs and medicines and things like that but it also applies to food. And so <clears throat> animal foods are, uh, can be helpful in, for survival when there's food scarcity, for example, um, but when you eat animal protein, meat and dairy three times a day every day, you are actually putting your body on track to develop cancer, diabetes, and heart disease, and many other chronic Western diseases, which are also known as diseases of affluence. Diseases that cultures that are rich and eat tons of animal foods get, but cultures that are poor and don't eat much animal food because it's expensive and scarce, they don't get these diseases. So that's the kind of the crazy epiphany. I talk about this at length in the book and the research, the worldwide research around cancer rates, and, and uh, it's fascinating. And most people don't know this because they don't talk about it on the news or on television or uh, on radio shows, except shows like yours is that, you know, there are many, many countries with far lower cancer rates than the U.S. Mexico has half the cancer rates of the U.S. Mexico. So if you move to Mexico and, and sort of eat and live like a Mexican person, <clears throat> not like an American, you're, you're going to cut your cancer rate in half 
if you move to rural Africa and eat like rural Africans, which is they eat mostly starches and tubers, plant food, fruit when it's in season, but almost no meat or, meat or dairy or processed food, uh, you'll drop your colon cancer risk by 50 times. Think about that. 50 times lower rate of colon cancer in rural Africa. And all they're eating is plant food. They're eating potatoes, beans, rice, corn, right? Uh, carrots, beets, any vegetables they can grow, they're eating them. <laughs> and fruit, they're eating it. And again, very little meat and dairy. So that was a huge change, a big epiphany for me. Um, is and I did it. I eliminated all animal food, uh, and I and I actually ate a raw food diet for uh, the first ninety days. I only ate raw fruits and vegetables because, I, again, I'd read information early on. It was just saying how powerful a raw food diet was to promote health and healing in the body. It's not a great diet long term, so I don't advocate that people become raw foodists uh, for life. But in the short term, for ninety days, even up to a couple of years it can be incredibly beneficial to supporting healing in the body. And some of the most potent anti-cancer vegetables that, that I consumed massive amounts of every day. By the way, so earlier I said the average American consumes one to two servings of fruits and vegetables per day. It's now recommended you consume 10 per day. During my, uh, even now, but during my most intensive healing phase, I was consuming between 15 and 20 servings of fruits and vegetables per day because I was eating massive, giant salads, fruit smoothies, and I was drinking 64 ounces of vegetable juice every day, carrot juice, uh, or like a blend of carrot, beet, celery, and ginger root. So, And I've got expanded juice formulas and and things uh, in the book as well, recipes and things. But, um, <clears throat> but I kept it really simple. I was just eating massive amounts of fruits and vegetables every day. And the most potent anti-cancer vegetables, this is really important, are the cruciferous and allium families. So cruciferous vegetables are broccoli, cauliflower, kale, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, bok choy. That's the cruciferous family. All of them are great in salad. Um, when I say salad, most people think of lettuce, but salad, when I say salad, I'm talking about just a bowl full of vegetables, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. then uh, the allium family is going to be garlic, onions, and leeks. Uh, peppers are also amazing, especially the spicy peppers. Mushrooms are incredible immune boosters. And then legumes, either sprouted or cooked. So mung beans, chickpeas, lentils, um, anything in the legume family is absolutely fantastic. The beans contain a compound called IP6, which is also known as phytic acid, that is an anti-cancer compound that you really get mainly just from eating beans. And so uh, mushrooms contain beta-glucans, which are immune boosters and uh, increase natural killer cell, uh, the, the number of natural killer cells in your body. So they literally boost the number of immune cells that are circulating in your blood. Mushrooms are amazing. All types of mushrooms, white button, shiitake, maitake, uh, you name it. So <clears throat> I made these giant salads with all of that stuff, right? All of the vegetables I just mentioned and more. I would put sauerkraut on it because it's a fermented food, great for healing the gut. Uh, I covered it with garlic and red pepper, oregano, um, and curry powder because turmeric and the other uh, spices in curry powder are just have amazing benefits in the body. You know, in India, uh, they have much lower rates of cancer. And one of the reasons is thought, there's two, two reasons um, that uh, researchers think their rates of cancer are lower. Number one is they uh, eat more vegetables. Uh, they, they don't even eat red meat in India because the cow is sacred and, you know, they worship cows. And so they don't eat cows. Um, and they, uh, there's a lot of poverty. So they eat more just vegetables, rice and beans, things like that, um, as opposed to, uh, you know, McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, <laughs> like mm-hmm. poor cultures in other countries. And then the other reason it's thought that Indians have such a low rate of cancer is because they, because of their spice consumption. They consume a lot of spices. As you know, if you've ever gone to an Indian restaurant, it's spicy. And mm-hmm. uh, those spices, turmeric, cumin, all the peppers, 
uh, have amazing anti-cancer and antioxidant effects in the body. So, so anyway, this is what I was trying to do. I was just trying to overdose on nutrition, just pump in as much good stuff as I could into my body every single day to promote health and healing. Now, I ran into a little problem. And the problem was everybody around me thought I'd lost my mind. <laughs> because when I told my, my family that I didn't want to do, I, I made a decision, you know, I said, look, this makes sense to me. Chemotherapy doesn't make sense to me right now. And I thought, well, you know, I can always do chemo. I just am not ready to do it right now. I just felt really vulnerable. I really wanted to build my health back up because uh, I was just in bad shape and I knew it. And I knew chemo would just completely just devastate me. So um, unfortunately, most of my family members thought I'd lost my mind and were really pressuring me to do it, to do chemo. And they were saying things to me like, Chris, you've got to do what the doctor says. I and mean, don't you think if there was something better, they'd know about it. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know. I get maybe, I don't know. Like, but it just doesn't make sense to me. And they say, well, you, well, you know, alternative therapies, they don't work. I know somebody who did alternative therapies and they died. And so now I'm getting all this pressure and fear and anxiety from the people around me who loved me and wanted me to live, but also, you know, thought I was making a mistake. And so mm -hmm. I, reluctantly agreed to go see the oncologist and, you know, just, will you just hear what he has to say? So I'm like, okay. <clears throat> so a week after I converted to, to a raw food diet and started juicing and all this stuff, you know, crazy stuff I was doing, I go to the oncology clinic and we're sitting in the waiting room waiting to go back and the TV comes on. I mean, the TV's on, it's one of the morning shows and out comes Jack LaLanne. And Jack LaLanne, most of your listeners hopefully know who he is, uh, unless you have a large millennial <laughs> uh, uh, demographic. Jack LaLanne was like the first, one of the first health and fitness, health and wellness gurus of the U.S. He was mentored by Paul Bragg, who was arguably the first one. But Jack LaLanne took the message to the masses. I mean, he had a TV show about health and fitness back when TV was black and white. And... He comes out on one of these morning shows, and he's like uh, pushing 90. And he's in his late 80s. He looks great. He's full of energy and vitality. And he just starts going off about nutrition and about well, the reason we're all so sick is because we're eating all this man-made food, processed food, junk food, way too much meat and dairy. We need to go back to eating a diet of fruits and vegetables and juicing. And if man made it, don't eat it. And I just thought... I can't believe this is on right at this moment when I'm in the cancer clinic. It was reinforcing all of these things that I was starting to just starting to understand about health and nutrition and healing. And so that was like a little mini miracle, you know, and the crazy thing about, about my journey and, and so many others is that when you step outside of the box, when you sort of step out into the unknown, step out in faith, right? And choose your own adventure, so to speak. Uh, that's when miracles happen. You know, miracles happen mm -hmm. when you're the most vulnerable, the most desperate, uh, and, and need them the most, you know, if you stay in a comfortable so, little bubble. I'm going to just uh, cut you off. We have to take a quick break. Uh, we're talking today with Chris work and we're discussing his book, Chris beat cancer. We'll be back shortly. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. 
What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of return to peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. We're on the pulse of the world with great shows and hosts. The Voice America Health & Wellness channel is also on Twitter. We've got ideas to keep you healthy, breaking health news, and more. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAMHealth. That's at VoiceAMHealth. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Falling Through the Cracks with your host, Dr. Rebecca Risk. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email directly to Dr. Risk. The email address is anantacalgary at gmail.com. Now, back to Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Today, we're talking with Chris Wark, and we're discussing his book, Chris Beat Cancer. So I know, Chris, you wanted to um, finish your your epiphany story and let us know what conclusion you came to. Yeah, so there I am in the cancer clinic. Jack Belaine's telling me, <laughs> telling me I'm on the right track. And, um, and so we go back to see the oncologist, and he just gave, gave me a standard pitch. You know, he said, look, you've got a 60% chance of living five years if you do treatment. And I thought, gosh, that's not very encouraging. I asked him about the raw food diet. He said, no, you can't do it. It'll fight the chemo, which I thought was kind of weird. And then I said, well, are there any alternative therapies available? And at that point, his demeanor completely flipped. And he became, he went from being sort of the cordial professional doctor guy to being very arrogant, condescending, and, and just talking down to me and, basically telling me, uh, he said, if you don't do chemotherapy, you're insane. And then he proceeded to tell me all the reasons why I had to do it. And basically, if I didn't do it, I'm going to die. And um, just really, uh, really just kind of treated, treated my wife and I badly, made us feel like we were stupid and um, injected a ton of fear into my mind. I walked into the clinic confident and feeling really good and optimistic, and I walked out of there just devastated, just full of fear and doubt. And then that's when I realized, like, this is the way it goes for so many cancer patients. It's just a fear factory in there. And anyone listening to me that's been through cancer, that's seen a family member go through it, you know what, that what I'm talking about is the truth. So <clears throat> I... My wife and I went back to her car and just cried, and I choked out a prayer. You know, it was just a really low point in the journey. Um, but I was fortunate that I had a few more weeks before I was supposed to start chemotherapy, and I'd, I had agreed to do it. I had signed up to get a port put in before I left his appointment because he scared me into it. And But I had time to think and, and kind of regroup and collect my thoughts and do a lot of soul-searching and praying and juicing, <laughs> and when the day came to, to go get the port put in, I decided I'm not doing it. It's not for me, and not, not for right now. And again, it's, I don't tell people not to do chemo, or, to, or that's not my message. But for me, it wasn't the right decision at that time. And so, uh, I, so I just said no. And, and I decided I'm going to just continue doing what I'm doing, and try to rebuild my body and restore my health and believing in my body's ability to heal and then giving it what it needed to thrive. And healing takes time. Uh, and most people, you know, you didn't get cancer overnight, so you're not going to heal it overnight. It takes years to develop and it can take years to heal. But I've interviewed so many people who have healed advanced cancers with nutrition non-toxic therapies and radical life change all i mean there are i don't know we're pushing 70 plus interviews now on my website which is chrisbeatcancer.com 
So you, anyone can go to the site. You can type in breast cancer or lung cancer, right, uh, lymphoma in the search bar. And all these interviews will come up. These amazing people, video interviews, real people, real names, <laughs> real faces, <laughs> telling their healing stories. And um, some of them have written books. Some of them haven't. You know, just just people like you and me, just regular people who've healed and who just made a decision to take control of their health and not be a victim. And so there's tons of amazing stories like that. But um, really the message that I talk about in the book, and I also have a course that goes into a little bit more depth for cancer patients, is that, you know, you don't have to say no to conventional therapy, right? But what you do need to do is take control of your life and your health. And, and there's so much that you can do to help your body heal that unfortunately doctors, they're not trained in nutrition and healing and they don't have time to tell you about it anyway. So that's the part of the process where you really have to take, take the wheel and you have to be your own advocate, right? You're, no one's going to take better care of you than you once you decide to do it. So you can work hand in hand with a doctor. Uh, and by the way, if your doctor doesn't support what you're doing, Find another one because there, there are amazing doctors out there that are, that are on board with nutrition. They, they get it. They know how powerful it is. So um, I found another doctor, an integrative oncologist who supported me, and he did some advanced therapies like IV vitamin C and things like that uh, to help me and monitor my blood work, and, and we did scans and just kept a close eye on my body for several years. And then one day I woke up and it had been five years <laughs> and I was like, I'm still alive. I did another scan. There was no cancer. And my oncologist was like, you made it, you know, you got, if it was coming back, it was coming back in those first couple of years and you prevented a recurrence, like what you did worked. And they mm-hmm. were fairly certain it was coming back because colon cancer is very aggressive in young adults. So anyway, well, you were, um, yeah, you were stage three as well. Yeah, stage 3C. So, yeah. so anyway, a few, about a year and a half after that, that's when I decided to go public and just share my story and created the blog, Chris Beat Cancer, just to share what I'd learned. And it's just grown. So, I mean, millions of visitors and millions of YouTube views on my YouTube channel. It's just really turned into something absolutely crazy that I never thought uh, it would be. Um, but uh, it was just a part-time passion that really just sort of took over my life. <laughs> so anyway, um, and then the, the really, the most exciting thing is that um, my, I wrote a book called Chris Beat Cancer, which you've mentioned, of course, several times. Thank you. And it was just published mm-hmm. by Hay House um, just a few weeks ago on September 25th. So it's been, it's been in the world for like three weeks. It's currently the number one health and uh, wellness book in the United States. So, which is pretty crazy. Uh, and it, it shot up to the top, top three on Amazon of all books sold, uh, top 10 Wall Street Journal, top 10 Publishers Weekly, USA Today bestseller. Yeah, like all these just crazy things are happening because it's not me and it's, it's, it's I, I can't take credit for it. I just, yes, I wrote the book, every word of it, but really it's, it's more of a reflection that the, the tide is turning and people really want solutions. They want to take control of their health. They want to know what they can do to help themselves prevent ha- cancer or heal cancer. And, you know, that's what this book is about. Well, and, you know, thank you so much for sharing all this information because obviously, you know, it worked for you and you've interviewed, um, you know, lots of people where, where it has worked. And I think even if we go down the conventional route, we have to put, you know, real food in our bodies. And, you know, like you talked about, you can't just be eating McDonald's all the time and expect to be healthy. And, um, you know, your book has way more information, like you said, detox your house and get the environmental toxins away from from your environment. And and that's important for people to understand as well. And your book is very comprehensive in, in that regard. So if anybody's looking for more information, I think it's important for them to to get your book. Sounds like it's going to be really easy to find if it's number one, and um, and yes. you know help 
and help yourself because you are in charge of your health. And that's why I do this show so I can give people the tools and the power to, to be in charge of their health, even, you know, finding the doctor that's on board, but knowing what you need to do. And it's amazing how quickly you see improvements in blood work and tumor markers and tumor size. Like we're just seeing dramatic, remarkable improvements in people's health in a very short time, anywhere from like three weeks to three months. People are seeing like, whoa, measurable improvement. And it's amazing. Just from, yeah, just from really taking their health seriously and changing everything. And there's a lot more to it than just the diet. And I really do hope your listeners will, will buy the book because I think it'll really blow their mind. It'll open them up to, you know, the perils and pitfalls of the cancer industry. So, that they or someone they love can make a smart decision before they say yes, so they have all the facts. Mm-hmm. And then the other, and then the flip side of the coin is, yeah, exactly how, how and what you need to change in your life to um, support health and healing in the process. Yeah, I definitely agree. Well, I, I want to thank you so much for for sharing all this information and and putting it out there. Um, I think it's going to help a lot of people. And, and, you know, even if it's not cancer you're concerned about, it's prevention for any disease will involve you removing the toxins in your home and and eating properly. And, you know, if you're going to eat McDonald's, just don't do it every day. (laughs) This is really encourage people not to do that and to eat the real food. And that will change your life no matter what it is that you're dealing with. It will. Your body needs it. It craves it. It, it can't function. Um, it cannot function optimally without a steady supply of food from the earth, fruits and vegetables, nuts, seeds, whole grains. I mean, it's just there's so much good stuff in there that you just don't realize you're missing until you start eating it. And you feel you have more energy. You're more alert. You can think clearly. You don't need mm-hmm. caffeine or stimulants like it's just, it's amazing. Like excess weight comes off. Like so many good things happen um, when you make this, make a decision to like really go back to a diet that doesn't, you don't have to be vegan, but really focus on a diet that's rich in whole foods, fruits and vegetables, raw or cooked and eliminate the processed food, the junk food and cut the meat and dairy way back or eliminate it altogether for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Chris, for joining me today. This was a great show. So much fun. Thank you so much, Dr. Rebecca. It's just a pleasure and an honor to, to speak to you and, and to your audience. I really appreciate it so wow. much. Thank you so much. And um, thank you to my listeners. If you want more information about my story and what I went through in my journey to health, you can find it on my blog site at dr-risk.com. And you can follow me on your favorite social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. Um, email any questions to anantacalgary at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening today and be sure to make today a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Falling Through the Cracks. Feel alive and thrive. Please join Dr. Rebecca Risk again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk more next week.